1: Welcome to another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Wally, and today I am so excited to have on a 29-year-old from Jackson Hole, Wyoming, USA, a seventh-round draft pick of the Chicago Blackhawks. His hockey journey has taken him to the USA, Hungary, beautiful Fosser, or Whitewater, Germany, and Wales. He returns to the shed for his fourth appearance in the Two Ales Hockey League. His solo effort is a top five performer with 769 saves, which helps start a Twix movement in Wales. His second appearance, legs and eggs with Mac and Mosey, 750 saves or goals. And this fella was nice enough to come on in episode 92 to meet Knox, my U11 starting and only goalie. And he gave him tips on how to goalie, what equipment to wear, and... <clears throat> this season with the Cardiff Devils, is cruising with a nine-two-four save percentage, a two-point-three-eight goals against average, and three shutouts, and has littered the ice with twix. Welcome back to the shed, Mac Carruth.
2: Thanks for having me. That's an intro there, geez. Well, wow. yeah,
1: and all all this stuff is happening from the shed, and it's because of guys like you coming on. And I get into how we know each other, and you know what. You just you made my heart pump a little faster yesterday or whenever I asked you to do this, I said, Will you please come on again? We got lots to talk about. And you said to me, and I quote, <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what there is to chat about again, but I'm always in for a pod with you. So thank you. No right. I'll figure out what we could talk about.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right.
1: But seriously, thank you. Cause it's guys like you that make the time for me is the only reason I can do this. So Thank you. Okay. You all, how else we know each other? We never talked about legs and eggs as uh, your agent came on, eh? David oh, yeah. Monty.
2: Oh, yeah. Big Dave.
1: Episode 84. So he had mentioned something about playing senior hockey in his playing days. And was he playing in your old man's tournaments then? Oh, my gosh.
2: I just got my mom sent me Christmas stuff. And yeah, so they play in like the, the league and like, that's how my dad and Dave know each other, but they just sent me the program.
1: And that's for the tournament coming up?
2: No, that's for like the that's for the league. That's, that's for the league. This is my dad's team. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's got the full on don't send wow, a full coaches. program. Oh yeah. How <laughs> many fans the are they getting? I would, I would assume, but he should oh, teach
1: yeah. me a thing or two, I guess. I should get some sponsors or something for this. My <laughs> you
2: know, best man gets a full page layout.
1: AJ Sanders. Shout oh, out, AJ. Yeah. What you position? A goal scorer there. And who does he play for?
2: The Moose. Yeah, the Jackson Hole Moose represent.
1: The Jackson Hole Moose? Yeah. Wow. So how are they doing this season? I
2: don't know. They're probably like 13-0 and 0 or something crazy like that. They, they beat teams like... Is your your old
1: man running the show then? He's the guy?
2: Uh, He used to be the coach, and that got a bit much for him, I think. Like, he just gets – he wears the dude sweater from the – yeah, he wears, like – he wears that sweater out there. He's kind of a bit of a character, kind of like myself. The apple doesn't fall too far from the tree there. Well, if you listen to episode uh,
1: 99, that's very true. My old man is on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He – like if it's not going well or whatever, he'll just tell the ref, like, Hey, you got to kick me out. I'm going to cause a scene. Like just get the people into it. He's a, he's an entertainer.
1: Well, uh, and you know what? Hockey is entertainment. Um, and we'll get into episode hundred when that guy was looking for entertainment, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I saw actually a couple of pictures. I think it was on Instagram and those arenas looked like the fans were having fun. Like it looked like hockey, the way it should be fans interacting with the players and on the ice and it looked like they were having fun.
2: Oh, yeah. Friday, Saturday games. Um, I think they play like 26 home games and then two road games, three road games something like that. Um, they go to the waste management as a team every year in uh, Arizona. And like have the a golf blast. tournament? Oh, yeah. They all dress up in caddy outfits and stuff and stay at an Airbnb. <laughs> and just have so a they're blast. having
1: no fun then, eh?
2: Oh, zero fun. Yeah. And, and they, it, they're uh, probably
1: not getting paid much, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, nothing. Like my dad finds them if they need to find jobs, my dad will find them a job in town or whatever. But, uh, I remember my, one of my first memories. So speaking about having fun, their mascot, um, my grand, my mom actually made this logo and my grandmother was like big into sewing. She made the moose mascot, like the head and the antlers and stuff. And one of these, uh, one of my dad's buddies, Steve Tadigan is his name. He would, so every weekend they would get kegs on the ice and he would jump over the kegs like they'd line them up whatever on the, on the so ice start out start out the year like jump over a couple kegs the next night, he'd add a keg. And then like, as the year went on, he it's ca- keep it's, adding kegs.
1: you know what it's kind of like, it's kind of like doing a pregame speech for the Cardiff devils. And then you each one has to get progressively bigger and bigger until you're doing you know,
2: less clothes for you.
1: Well, wow, They were all naked. It was just more outrageous, I guess, more paint, more, more, um, weapons you could say.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> was already packing one though.
2: <laughs> Jackie moon.
1: Uh, But yeah, that when I saw the pictures of it, it looked like the way I like, like to think of hockey, of like the players having fun playing and like leaving it all on the ice and enjoying being a hockey player. Not, not doing it for the money because nobody in the no. UK is doing it for the money either. But my goodness, the stuff I've seen on social media after a loss, um, I tell you, they're like my U11 parents. We win a game and we're in the hotel. They're like, oh my gosh, can we be a minor hockey team together forever? And then you lose the next day and it's like, you suck. You suck. You're cool. You suck. And it's like, are you guys serious? Like it's a game and we're supposed to be enjoying the atmosphere. And if you're that negative, the next time you come, you're probably not going to want to be there that much. Just thinking out loud. Right, Mac? What do you th- – you, you shouldn't say anything. Let me talk. Okay?
2: Pretty, they're very passionate. Like, I enjoy the passion.
1: Well, they are very passionate, but, like, you know, I don't know, man. I guess it's the expectations because, like, I see one week, it's like, oh, four-point weekend, four-point weekend. We're the best. We're awesome. And then you lose a game, and it's like no passion, no emotion. These guys don't care. I don't want any of these guys back. I want four of them back. I want five of them back. None of these guys. And it's like, are you guys serious? Next game, somebody might toe drag somebody and then you'll be all hard as wood again, right? <laughs> Bunch of punks. Don't be punks, folks. Be like the fans I had on the podcast that like, go to the games and enjoy it. Okay. Don't say anything Mac. Okay. Moving on. Let's be more positive. Okay. I want to talk about actually Jackson Hole more before we move on. Okay. There we go. Um, it came up on my favorite TV show. The only one I watch, Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Right? So is it, um, are there cowboys there? Yeah. Like real ones.
2: Oh, well, yeah. Like we, don't, ranchers we, we
1: have fake stuff. ones here. Like, like
2: cow hands and stuff, you know, or like ranch hands.
1: Yeah. Really, eh? Yeah.
2: Yeah. We have a rodeo two times a week.
1: Twice a week, a rodeo
2: Saturday, Wednesday.
1: Um, what all goes on at the, that,
2: uh, bull riding, uh, Bronx, um, barrel racing, calf roping. They do it all. Huh?
1: Cool. So that's like what people do for fun. That's like hockey in Canada, right? Like,
2: oh yeah. Well, it's like a big tourist town, right? So like they sell tickets all over town and stuff like that.
1: (laughs) That's what people are into. That's cool. Um, I really like that show. Um, so what's the one where they run really fast and then just make the horse stop. What's that called?
2: I'm not sure what that's called. I don't know if they do that at the rodeo yet in Jackson, but I could yeah. be wrong. I haven't been in a while. Yeah,
1: no, it's interesting stuff. So that is what it's like there. Eh? So I don't, I don't, how big's Jackson hole?
2: Um, it's not very big. It kind of like booms in the winter and the summer, like, like Four months here, four months there, and then there's kind of an off season. Um, what are
1: people coming in for? Well,
2: there's a ski resort um, in town, and then just outside of town, like 20 minutes outside of town, and then uh, Yellowstone's about 45 minutes away. So,
1: so it's just like the show. That's where you grew up. Small. Yeah. I, that's what I've been into. Cool stuff. And yeah, they're trying to build the ski resort in the show. Very emotional. Oh, a yeah. yeah. lot of,
2: lot of uh, small town politics going on right there right now. So yeah, it's always fun to call home and see what's see what's going on.
1: Okay. Okay. Anyways, I was just curious for me. So other part of how we know each other was Monty, And I just had his partner on last episode was Pat Curcio. And he deals with a few of the other countries for that agency. So have you ever dealt with him?
2: I do not think so. No, I'm sure Dave has tried to get a hold of him in recent summers i'm sure when i've been jobless but um (laughs) not not as of lately
1: okay um the other part i'm speaking i got a little wound up there speaking to the fans just because of all the negativity i've seen yeah Yeah. sorry folks i know this is a positive pod and you don't listen to this to hear me complaining but um you know like you got to know noxie and like, it's funny for me, cause I was so out of the game for five years and now I'm like into it again. And I see the highs and lows of a season and it's like, man, I forgot how, like one day you feel like a hero, the next day you feel like a zero. And it's like trying to find like that middle ground of like just showing up and like kind of being a robot. Right.
2: Oh yeah. Even keel baby.
1: Yeah. So is that, yeah, I, I remember trying to do that, but anyways, um, we, I don't know if you like, so what happened with Doxy there? We won that tournament. You, uh, you came on and met him, and we were, we were as high as the highest peak of Yellowstone. Um, <laughs> but, uh, then the next tournament we lose in a shootout. Right. And, uh, and like, you know, <laughs> It was craziness, but like and you see all these kids crying and then it was the lowest of lows. And it's like, Oh yeah, you don't podcast about this shit.
2: (laughs) No, no, you gotta you gotta learn to hate that stuff and move on and deal with it a bit.
1: Yeah, man. I love that night I had to go or that day I had to go in and give a speech to like twelve. 14 kids, uh, 10, nine, 10 years old that were just bawling their eyes out. And I was like, this is so different than hitting the restaurant <laughs> and filling in the trophy with Coca-Cola, you know?
2: Oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Winning and losing is the exact opposite fans. So try and stay even keel. Okay. Try to, I know it's hard because we're as angry as anybody as the players or the coach for that matter. I got kicked out last game.
2: Nice. Yeah
1: kicked out of a minor hockey game never would have guessed that would happen to me
2: bad refs or what um fun
1: fact is the ref used to work at the company i work at still um um i don't think he's that much of a hockey guy but let's just say there should have been a penalty i didn't even say anything didn't even yell no cursing i just put my hands up in the air and he said don't do that i said well that's a penalty just because he didn't fall down, still a penalty. And um, then he called the penalty on both teams. So I yelled, is it five on five? And as soon as I yelled that, he said, you're out of here.
2: <laughs> nice. Nice. This yeah. guy seems yeah. like he has thick skin and should be a rat.
1: Right. Just a touch sensitive, big guy. <laughs> uh, I had to go out. To... So when it happens, my little guys are like, like, look at me, like their dog's been shot. And they're like, do you really have to leave? They're like, you just asked if it was five on five. I'm like, I know. I'm like, I think I might have to leave guys. And uh, the, the other coach is like, he's only asking if it's five on five. He goes, he showed me no respect when he put his arms up. <laughs> and, and he looks over and he says, you get out of here. So that the coach had to run the bench, and forwards by himself, nobody else to help. And um, <clears throat> we never did pull her out, but uh, I got to stand in the lobby and like try and watch the game around the pillar. <laughs> It's pretty fun. <laughs> Good time, Spider Hockey.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh,
1: that rough something. Okay, episode 100, let's get into this, okay? David Sims comes into the shed. <coughs> oh, boy. And he says that you turned down Barry Brust, right? And he, he was just mixing the
2: pot, eh? From what I've heard, he does like to do that from time to time.
1: Well, he's pretty good at it. He gets a lot of listens in the shed. <laughs> there was a lot of buzz around that
2: game. Oh, yeah.
1: And then that guy didn't even come, eh?
2: Yeah, I guess uh, from what I've seen lately, they're only dressing one of their import goalies. So
1: so they have two on the roster, but they only dress one to dress another import.
2: Yeah. That's one of, what one of those
1: big budget teams. Hey, David, big budget <laughs> teams paying an extra import. I got gotcha. you catch up to you with team dynamics by the end, Dave. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, uh, okay. So yeah, he doesn't show up though. He wasn't there. So then that's what they've been doing. So then the next game, he doesn't have the other goalie to come in say, if anything shall to happen.
2: Yeah. And obviously I do, but is what it is. I, um, I find
1: ask. it very interesting that you can come into the shed, organize a goalie fight with me, and then it not be able to happen. Like, I don't think you are scared, but um, <clears throat> do you know how? It, of- I
2: mean, I, I had to answer a few questions for sure around Cardiff lately about <laughs> it. Um,
1: <laughs> Sorry, man. I'm just having fun like, in my shed. I'm just having I'm fun. Like,
2: I'm like, yeah, I mean... <laughs> I had a shutout going. I don't know. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like he like had all his stuff off and was at the red line. It was,
1: right. And it's was, not like he had done something that vicious that you're like, Oh, I better go do. Something. No,
2: no. It was just kind of me playing my game, like trying to play on the edge and kind of get into it and have players chirp me. And that kind of fuels my fire a little bit and, uh, end up working out. We won. Right. But, uh, he's kind of the same way too. Right. I don't know if he's, uh, ever really been in like an altercation with gloves off from what i've seen but he does like the same kind of thing like use players to get his fire going a little bit you know okay well you didn't take a suspension too i don't know
1: i never really did get to talk to you about like (laughs) like um the whole thing once it happened i kind of felt like don king in my shed like i was setting up holy (laughs) fights and i thought it was really really cool i still wish it would happen whether you guys want to or not I still think it'd be cool <laughs> but this is like how into the game I am again you know just from talking to people in my shed I uh <clears throat> haven't really got any Twitter support from the Cardiff Devils throughout my uh, 108 episodes now but um I find I got a message from Todd uh who was a former episode and he said to me he will start supporting the pod on Twitter didn't realize they weren't until fans brought it up to him <laughs> And then he wrote, we, we wrote it to each other just a line or two about episode 100. <laughs> and uh, I think he might have thought Simsy was stirring the pot because this was what he wrote. Mac thinks he is going to fight. No effing chance. Sheffield are just <laughs> trying to rattle him to get him off his game. He's the best goalie in the league. And I don't need that <clears throat> really, really in shape, Barry breast taking Mac out of the game with a fight. (laughs) And I said to him, you can't challenge a competitor and then not let him go. (laughs) But that's, I, there's no way like you could stop him. It was like when I got in my big fight in Cardiff against this noble character, when he took out a guy afterwards, I like Todd came up to me. He's like, Hey man, like, it's great. You fought and all, but like, Salters and Batchy were on the ice too (laughs) and I was like well yeah but um, I think fights can bring teams together kind of like going out for a night
2: I mean if it happens organically I'm all all about it right
1: yeah but when it's just some guy talking to Shed that's pretty weird especially like the week before
2: the game (laughs) I was like I was like I didn't I I saw that Simsy was going on and Mosey was talking to me about it and then like (laughs) I asked like Richie about it. And a bunch of like fans are tweeting me like, don't worry. He just likes to stir the pot. And they were kind of going after him a bit. I was like, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. Like, I don't think we need to get too upset about this thing.
1: Well, I thought it was really exciting. I like who knew what was actually going to happen, but like, it was just funny. It's funny. And it's fun to be part of the game again. So thanks folks. Thanks for listening. (laughs) Uh, So have you had any goalie fighting experience in the past?
2: Uh, yeah, I fought in juniors twice, two goalies. Um, and then I fought like players and juniors as well. That's but, a while ago uh, now. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, I don't know. I've gotten punched in the head a few times since then. So I still, still know I can take a punch. So yeah. Okay. That's half the battle. Um,
1: I just, yeah, it was funny. Cause in episode 84, before all this, this is back at episode 84. I remember your agent, David Amonti saying, Mac will fight at least once this season, <laughs> but it's great when it happens organically. That's the only way you can fight. It's when something happens on the ice. It can't be planned. That's that's no. all. That's all the baloney that got hockey out of or fighting out of hockey. Right.
2: Yeah. Planned scraps. Yeah.
1: The organic ones are the good ones. Um, okay. Moving on. Um, I don't know where, what I was going to talk about now. Um Yeah. I mean, brought this up where, and what are you doing now?
2: Cardiff sitting in the living room. Um, We got a a. 8am practice tomorrow and um, that's it.
1: Okay. Um, Tomorrow's what Christmas Eve. And then, uh, so then uh, what goes on from here? I heard you guys are not playing in front of fans.
2: So last night, uh, unfortunately, it was our last like scheduled game with fans and we lost, obviously. So that was a big disappointment. Um, just, yeah, didn't have a lot of didn't have a lot of push from anybody. But uh, so that's disappointing. But uh, then we go to Coventry, played Coventry three times in a row because we were supposed to play Manchester yesterday, but they had a COVID case. So, so if they, they have one,
1: if they have one case, the whole team doesn't come. Is that how it works?
2: I guess so. And I thought it was five. Because
1: um, was I thought I talked to Batchy earlier this year, and you guys were still playing, and he said like he was out, right?
2: Yeah, I think with this new whatever variant, whatever it's called. The uh, like
1: now it's back. Now changes, it's only
2: oh, oh yeah, it's up to the teams. I think maybe, um, but we're we're testing all time and stuff, so. If we have it, we have it. I, I think, you know, it is what it is. I don't, I don't want to get too political about it. But uh, they oh. they they had one case, I guess. And then so they canceled the, canceled their trip here. And then I guess Todd scrambling. Obviously, it was our last chance to get a home game in before everything went to uh, lockdown. And Coventry, I guess, was just getting off of practice. And they said, yeah, we'll come play. And that, so that was, was the
1: morning game. of the game.
2: Yeah, that was the morning that was at, like, noon. Like, uh, they found uh, out at noon yeah. they are playing. Well, folks, I so haven't asked tip anybody. My, tip my hat to them. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. I, I haven't asked anybody. Haven't talked to any players. But uh, this is, I know you guys had a frustrating game last night. And basically, Coventry has nothing to lose. They're being the good sports. They're just showing up and being loosey-goosey and going to play. You guys have so much pressure because, you know, if you lose a game, there's going to be negativity and blah, 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 blah. But anyways, the whole thing is, um, I say it all the time on here. Hockey players play better when they're happy, when they're enjoying their life, when they're having fun. And with all this shit going on with COVID, um, players missed a season. They sat around, did nothing. Some were lucky enough to play. And now with this shit coming again, it's like, how could you guys have been that focused on that game? Like, as a player, as as a professional, and as fathers, as husbands, like, this shit can't happen again.
2: Yeah, it's definitely a bit nerve-wracking. Um, obviously, like, nothing, like, whatever. Like, you see fans on online saying, well, if we can't have fans, what's the point of playing? Well, some of us kind of rely on this for, you know, an income uh, as small as it is right now. Um,
1: yeah. Like that's I how like you pay, I pay your bills, gotta,
2: right? I still have bills to pay. Um, and it's un- like, I, I would love to play in fans, you know, <laughs> obviously the whole year, but if we can find a way to play out the rest of the season, I hope there is fans, but if there's not, it, um. You still want to play. Not that, not that it's just a, not that it's just a job to me at all. Like I obviously care maybe too much sometimes, but uh yeah, we still, we still do need a paycheck every once in a while. Yeah, <laughs>
1: Exactly. Like there's literally a bunch of guys that were like, am I a hockey player still for last season? And then yeah. they finally do get back and you get back in the swing of things. And like, man. Um, yeah. I think it's, they it's got kind a of fun- been on
2: the turn of a hat here. Really? Like it's, it's, we were fine, we were buzzing, and all of a sudden this uh, variant came and it was like, nope, hit the brakes, you're yeah. not over it yet.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. I, I don't like talking about this shit on here, but <laughs> I, I honestly, I can't imagine what's going through guys' heads. It's like, let's just fucking play, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, like we played in Germany last year. Obviously, it's a sponsorship league not a fans in the stands league so it's a bit different a bit more secure but yeah it's uh pins and needles around here right now
1: yeah and then with them switching teams the morning of the game and it's like with all everything going on um you know sometimes when there's a lot going on in your brain your legs don't feel as powerful when you're skating that's just my uh From my experiences, there's just not quite as much jam in there when your brain's racing. Uh, But when you're in the groove, when you're in the zone and everything's, you know, just funky, then uh, that's when you play really well.
2: When you're having fun. Yeah.
1: Things are positive. People are enjoying themselves at the rink. Uh, Anyways, so then I saw you guys were in the quarterfinals against Dundee and it got like postponed. So is that like even rescheduled?
2: I'm sure we'll reschedule it, I would assume. Um, that's obviously a big deal. Kind of shot ourselves in the foot there. We're down 2 nothing going into the opening puck drop. Yeah. But that. uh, Batchy's told me like they were down like 6 nothing to I think maybe Sheffield or something one year, and they came back and won it. It was wild. I,
1: but, uh, I, yeah, I remember them being down like by 5 or 6 going into the final game and them like actually yeah. pulling it out and – yeah, it's the whole thing of like the home and home and the combined score is very bizarre, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I've I've never been a part of something like that before. Um, and obviously like we had some issues in the penalty box uh, in that game. Like we were on like penalty kill for 25 minutes.
1: Right. And it's that's the series, that's the playoff series. Yeah. So
2: for us for us to come out with just a two nothing deficit there, I think was kind of big. So yeah, for take sure. the positives out of it, you know gotta
1: look for the positives gotta look for the positives. but yeah i look forward to you guys coming back in that one uh so you got any christmas plans i guess you got practice um, tomorrow so then what about christmas day you get that one off
2: oh uh, no we got practice there too we got a game on the 26th in coventry so no rest for the wicked mm-hmm. yeah
1: um i remember those days of uh practicing around Christmas and I remember in Germany that's when they would plan the most games was around Christmas because that's when fans had off right
2: yeah we've had three games a week here all December so that's busy eh well busy for Europe
1: yeah yeah that's true um okay curious question just because I don't know how much video goes on in hockey these days
2: Uh, I would say quite a bit on as an
1: individual and as a team
2: Um, so I get my own clips and then I send them off. We don't have a goalie coach here. So I send them off to like a guy that, uh, Todd pays to like watch video with me, um, back in Canada. And then, um, then obviously we have the team stuff, right? So probably, I'd say on average, probably 10 minutes of video a day, like some, some negatives and stuff to work on and then, uh, finish it off with the positives and then hit the ice.
1: I don't think I had watched video on myself really until, uh, pro, <laughs> <laughs> uh, college. I think we always watched the other team's stuff. If we ever watched video, we really didn't. Uh, we just went over a pre-scout, which was a piece of paper that like showed what, where the guys would stand. There wasn't video actually. So yeah, I, I didn't watch video and I always hated it. Couldn't stand it. Cause when you watch it, you're like, yeah, well, if I knew he was there, I would have passed it to him. You know? <laughs>
2: It's a little different with a bird's eye view. Eh?
1: It's like watching from the stands, right? Like
2: Yeah, it looks, if, looks a lot slower on um, camera.
1: Say if you're a parent or a fan, right? <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. Um, shout out to episode 66. Derek Nesbitt played his 1000th pro game last night. So that's pretty impressive. He was playing for the Atlanta Gladiators in the coast last night. Oh, Yeah. Yeah, it looked like research team was hot because I know you're both part of Chicago, but he was well before your time. He was a 2010 Rockford Ice Hog.
2: Yeah, that um, young Buck Mac Ruth was just coming in, coming in, getting when, drafted.
1: Oh, getting drafted around that time. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the other update I should give people since we're slipping in a pod pre-Christmas um, is for the Mears update. Um, we ended up selling 557 tickets. Um, Andrew Moody won my Jersey, Jay Williams won Dixon's and Callum Phillips won the Grats 99ers. And, um, it was pretty cool. Um, I'm still waiting the Rafafel thing or whatever that gives me the money still says it's withdrawal in progress. I was really hoping that would have been done by today. So I could have got it out and taken it to them before Christmas, but it is still in withdrawal in progress. So I guess they'll get it after Christmas. <sighs> but anyways, my Jersey, that was in my closet. Well, it's pretty cool how the hockey world came together for us, for them. Um,
2: yeah. You guys are crushing it.
1: Yeah. My Jersey yeah. raised a uh, gross 672 pounds, which is oh, yeah. absolutely banana lands. But um, after the service fee to these people that are still withdrawing the fee, um, I got, I made just over 600 pounds with a Jersey that probably more than likely would have sat in my closet the rest of my life. And then it would have been given to someone after I passed. So thank you. And I'm glad I started the shed so I could help them out. Um, cause that's pretty cool that happened. So thank you to everybody that bought tickets and supported it. You know,
2: it's good stuff, man.
1: Be nice if I could get the money to them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That's a little sketchy, but
1: no, well, it uh, isn't. Is that's
2: just a, is a quick Yelp review, you know.
1: Yeah, well, the guy that set up the website did it all for me, so I'm hoping this is all this is all good, right, Sean? <laughs> no, he's been helping me all through all this, and it it'll come. But it did tell me it was going to take one day, and it's this is the third day, so who oh dear? Um, but we'll get it to you, right, a little after Christmas. Okay. Next question: favorite meal or restaurant in Cardiff?
2: We haven't been around much, my wife and I, but I um, uh, went to a couple date nights, but uh, the custom house across the, it's uh, like right on the bay, um, right by like, they call it something different here, but I call it like the locks. Like where yeah, they,
1: yeah, out there, like them. the things, yeah. It's
2: yeah. Like across the- from the, if you're looking out from the back of the rink, like right across there, there's like a kind of like an old, like, looks like kind of like white house style house. And it's got a restaurant upstairs and downstairs. Huh. And it's like one of those ones where you kind of like go up to like a meat market, pick your meat, pick your side and go back to your table. Is that right? It was really good. Yeah.
1: I don't think that I was I was there. I know that haven't been there. <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. Well, it wasn't, wasn't
2: downtown by Chippy Lane, so yeah, probably a little, a little bit outside where you were at. You know
1: what's funny is I always talk about it, but I always wanted to be at Chippy Lane, but I had two little kids and went home at midnight. <laughs> i go to Chippy Lane during the day because I'm a sicko.
2: See the aftermath.
1: <laughs> I'd go for a kebab at nude with my kids. <laughs> no, I'd actually Those never really... I never really got to chippy lane when I was playing because I like always was home with the kids. My night out was the BBT. I don't even think
2: And that you either. ate like, and you ate like a pro, right? Like you never, Well, they'd give us lane
1: pizza in the room, right? Cause we were pros. They'd bring on pizza and beer into the room and then uh, I'd head out to really? the lobby and drink some more beers. And then I would go home.
2: <laughs> I was we are not, we are not in that era anymore.
1: You guys don't get pizza after games,
2: no pizza and beer in the room after games.
1: George brothers aren't bringing in tray fulls of beer?
2: No, nothing. Do you even know the George brothers? I do know the George brothers. Me and the, uh, me and the little one there, uh, are dancing on a D floor, like first night in town for like three hours.
1: Oh man. They can dance.
2: He's a, uh, he's a kisser. That guy. What do you mean? He kissed you? Oh, he was kissing everybody. Like on the cheek. Like, oh Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. which
1: one? Steve or Chris?
2: Chris. Huh.
1: I don't think he's ever kissed me.
2: Yeah, well, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's just, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, maybe you now, guys know COVID's going
2: on. Thank God we're not they, out with them. That well, they've,
1: they've they've been around the team a long time and maybe they thought the new boys just got it, you know. <laughs> but you got to work your way into the locker room again, George Brothers. It's a whole new team. And folks, everybody that's listening, you got to remember that. It's a whole new team. They're still figuring out who they are. They really don't know yet. and It takes some tough times to figure out exactly who you are and who's going to step up and be, you know, the big dogs and say, hey, "Look, this is what we do." Cuz I bet you going to the- stay though the I ones am that disappointed come
2: back next in the George brothers. I'm disappointed in the George brothers. I haven't seen them lately.
1: Well, I I think they're like growing up. I think yeah. Um, you hate I, to
2: see it. Really. Well,
1: it's really tough. I hope they end up with shed someday and they can get out there and be themselves again. But like, I think Steve's like playing house now, doing a full Reno, and like, I don't think it's hitting Chippy Lane anymore.
2: Yeah, he's got like a girl out in Canada that he's seeing, but I like. I see him doing renovations on, on a house. I, he, he bought me a he house. Me brothers in like Nottingham all the time. I'm like, they're in love. What you is know, this?
1: You know what that does to people, folks.
2: Right? Make them is it? Does it make them better people? I don't know. <laughs> is my
1: wife is my wife here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I bought my shed, and uh, the kids are there. And I thank you to them for the support, though, because uh, like I couldn't do all this without them. Let me, but. Uh, we're going to wrap Christmas presents right after this, you know? Right on. Yeah. Uh, pretty exciting times. Um, you know, this is a story I've never told before, but I there's no way this Christmas can go worse than two years ago. <laughs> uh, we had got a dog. The, the Santa had brought a dog the year before, and I took him out for a walk right before the neighborhood was going to have a road hockey game. So I'm like, well, let me just take the dog out. And then we'll go play road hockey. And we're out in a farmer's field, like, like 500 meters from the road. And the dog sees a jogger on the road and he takes off and I'm watching this and I'm like, he's going to stop for the road. And I'm yelling. And then the joggers like gone, like way gone. And you can see everything because there's nothing around here. A car is driving down the road and I'm like, (sighs) oh <sighs> that's that's nice nah and then <laughs> the dog runs out to the road to see where the jogger went so he r- runs out to the middle of the road and is looking around and then you see the car coming and you're like nah and then it's it yeah it like they hit their brakes finally and anyways i like sprinting i get there the dog's been hit uh I take him to the vet on christmas eve there's no more road hockey. Um, I take the dog to the vet. He's got a broken hip and they're like, can't do anything about that at this vet. You're going to need a big city vet. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome on Christmas Eve, bet you it'll be cheap. Um, so then family Fred knows a vet and he leaves his Christmas party in, uh, I guess it was Thornbury, Ontario. And, um, I drive there about two hours away, hour and a half with the dog Christmas Eve. Um, leave them there and come back. And whew, it was, I didn't get home till at well after like 1am. And uh, then the next morning was Christmas at oh, Jeepers. misty eyed Christmas. It was, uh, it was the worst Christmas Eve you could have when your dog gets hit. And then the kids are ball and don't know what's going on with your dog. And it's like, Merry Christmas. So everything's going great so far.
2: There we go. Just yeah. keep the dogs away yeah. from the street. This year would be fine.
1: Leash is going to be on. Hey, Twix, you having a Twix? That, oh, so yeah. that's still happening, eh? Oh, man. Oh, yeah, man.
2: last night, you know, after a poor performance by by us, uh, fans sent probably the most Twix that have been on the Cardiff Devil's Ice all year. Well,
1: there was a, um, a fellow wrote to me and said, like, I appreciate the team and everything, win or lose. Like, this is the last game we get to go to for a while. Um they deserve it. And they said they're gonna throw on all sorts of stuff, not just Twix, eh?
2: Oh yeah. There was uh, quite a few. Obviously, we were disappointed in ourselves, but, but it's into... nice
1: to it's nice to have the support of the fans, right? Even in downtimes, it's nice to have Absolutely. the support of the fans, right?
2: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Um, I I know I appreciate it. I'm on the wrong side of the page here. Um, so are have have the Twix like is it growing? Is the Twix movement growing or is it kind of, or have we plateaued?
2: Um, before last night, I feel like we'd plateaued maybe. Um, so I have to like, I don't have to, but I do like jump into the boards thing. And then uh, apparently um, there was some, some backlash. I was only jumping into a certain section. Yeah. Yeah. They want, they there. all,
1: they all want a little Mac. They all want a little taste. Yeah.
2: Block 13. So now I wake my make my way around all four corners. That gets exhausting
1: Um, after a game.
2: Yeah. You know, there's some cramps going on in the calves when you're jumping, trying to jump that high. I saw you do uh, like
1: a belly bump into one.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. Belly bump. Um, So I don't know if the Twix get picked up before I'm done, which is very possible. We have some, some candy crushers on our team, but. Yeah, I haven't uh, haven't seen too many before last night.
1: Well, I thought there was like a squeegee kid that came out and everything to pick up all the twix.
2: I don't know. I don't know if we're paying that guy.
1: Wow, you know, Todd doesn't pay anybody. I already know what he does. <laughs> he he wrote his MBA thesis on how to run a hockey team with volunteers. <laughs> <laughs> Look, see what he did in Belfast. <laughs> that was the MBA, folks. <laughs> I guess what? I'm running a podcast with all volunteers too. <laughs> we get posters, we get websites, all, f- all from volunteers, just
2: donations, well, donations. Just,
1: no, just great people helping me. Right. And it's, uh, so thank you people to helping
2: people. They say uh,
1: it is a powerful thing. And it's like the Mears is at the hockey world, people helping people. Thank you everybody again, but Lee Freeman making the posters and, uh, and then, uh, Sean Collins building the website. Um, yeah, I talked to that
2: guy a little bit on uh, social media. He seems like a great dude.
1: Oh, he's helped man. He helps me with everything. I'm like, dude, I don't know how to get the money out of this raffle. He's like, you click here, you click here and you click here. I'm like, ah, okay. But now it's up to the website. They're still pending, but yeah, that guy's helped me with everything. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure if I really like the look at that. And he's like, okay. And he just changes it. And then, uh, he he gets to play around and do what he wants with the website. I, you know, I'm not a micromanager. <laughs>
2: a, a good GM there.
1: <laughs> uh where are we? Okay. Favorite meals or restaurants of Cardiff. Have you been to Chippy Lane?
2: Uh yeah. Well, what you and my wife that? have for sure. Yeah. We almost got kicked out of a cap because oh, uh we went it, to the Doner on Chippy Lane there.
1: Bet you it was after a win.
2: Oh uh, yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Well, for sure. Yeah, I don't usually go out after.
1: Nope, no, no, we don't, folks. Happen. So just because you're upset, so are we. I know. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Go ahead.
2: Go home and eat Twix in my <laughs> yeah. corner of my room in the dark. <laughs> um, <laughs> don't even
1: melt them on ice cream. Yeah, my day. wife. My <laughs> wife
2: makes me sleep on the couch after losses. Um,
1: <laughs> no hanky panky after losses, folks. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
2: Um, yeah, we went to Chippy Lane. Went to the don't Air kebab there. And uh, just potent, like, smell, right, coming off that thing late night. And I probably wasn't the, the neatest of eaters at that point in the night. And we get into to the cab, finally, head back uh, home. And the cabby's like, hey, could you guys please not eat in the cab? And we, like, both look at each other. We're like, we don't have anything. Like, it's just all coming from our breath. Oh, like just,
1: he thought you were eating, and you just smelled the doner kebab. So, so i've like I've been having olden. a real I've been having a real argument with people lately um, that write to me about what we call doner kebabs. So I'm really curious, and I would like someone to explain this to me, maybe from the Mediterranean area of the world. But from what I understand, there's shish kebabs, which is stuff on a stick, right? Then there's doner kebabs which might be the french word for donaire for all i know but donor is in germany that's what they call it right
2: isn't it turkish
1: turkish but like they're yeah but
2: like mediterranean right like most most like owners of them are like turkish
1: though oh yeah no i agree i was friends with most of them <laughs> <laughs> but um then there's also uh there's the gyro right or the euro so what's the difference of all these things what is the name of the gosh darn lamb that you shave off a stick and you I put the name of the lamb a, is
2: the gyro or the gyro so what's a donair that's the same thing don't what's a kebab so what is foot. a
1: kebab a kebab is a family of things that i believe
2: i think that's like the I've never, I just asked for the doner when I'm in Germany. I don't say doner kebab, I say doner.
1: Right. And there's the donor, which is on a pita, but then there's also the yufka, which is in the wrap. Yeah. You should, should have been, yeah. The yufka was where to go, right? That's how
2: we stay well, light. Less messy. For
1: sure. Well, you stay lighter yeah. too, right? I was a pro back then. And, uh, you know, the pita, a little more carbs.
2: <laughs> one, one doner a week for me, that was it. A-
1: Oh, is that right? I was about five. I was about Monday to Friday.
2: I <laughs> was only, only Monday. So like play that Saturday, Sunday, and then only Mondays.
1: Wow. Uh, you can get carried away. And I didn't know that they were that bad for you, right? I didn't really understand nutrition and they made me feel happy. So I ate them, but I still, if people want to help us out with this, right? So what are we going with? What, what, how, what do you call it? A donor kebab?
2: I call it a donor.
1: Just a donor.
2: Yeah. Right. And then I like, either want it on the normal pita or I just ask for a tortilla.
1: So you're saying that it's a gyro on a donor.
2: Yeah. Cause you can get a donor with the chicken though. Right. Like they have the chicken too, right? Right. They have the lamb and then so you, they have the chicken. Which, so you're chicken. saying
1: you're getting a gyro donor. That's what you're saying.
2: That's what I think. I don't know. Right. Cause, Cause if, if you, you, you want like, the
1: chicken, you can't just say you want a donor or you're, you're not getting the chicken. So what I'd are we like, doing yeah, here?
2: I'll get a donor. With chicken. See, you got to say something
1: else. This shit will put your mind in a pretzel. And I love it, folks. So somebody just explain it to me. Lay it out there for us. We, You know, I'm still making it once a week. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Ah, where are we at now? I, okay. Chippy Lane, I asked what you'd order. And you told me you got the kebab. And then you, you weren't even eating. So <clears throat> were you wearing like a nice suit and you had stains?
2: Oh, no, nothing. Just... Like I was probably, I was wearing like a nice like top, like a long sleever, like button down, oh, and I probably some like yeah, I don't some have like Lulu things. ABC pants or whatever. Like I was looking good. Wife was looking probably better, but what's ABC um, pants? The Lulu uh, slacks. Lulu Lulu makes slacks. Mm. That's what all the boys I, I really are should get. Something.
1: I'm thinking I really should get right. sponsors so I could get like new stuff. You know, new swag. Well, I'm still wearing like the Cardiff Devils clothes I got six years ago. Now my my winter coat is a Hellbrunner Falcon coat. From- we gotta get
2: you some stuff sent out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Got to the old a man.
2: The old man said he's not. He, I don't. He wouldn't be in for an hour but he would be in for a segment. And I go, I don't know if I trust your uh, filter. Oh, really? I, I, you know
1: what I, well, I, we should have had him zoom in like you did with Knox. We should have had him zoom in just to ruffle up your feathers for a bit. Oh yeah.
2: I'd be real flustered. <laughs>
1: oh gosh. Um. Okay. This is one thing I do want to talk to you about because I always think about things to talk to people that live in Europe that other people don't really understand. Okay.
2: <clears throat> uh, Lay it on me.
1: Tipping. So, now that my raffles are over my tip the podcast thing um it's funny because it it is so ridiculous like yeah I put in a ton of hours okay I've never asked to be paid yeah Yeah. tipping the podcast is the coolest thing ever because it's happened about 10 times total and every time it does I literally like my knees like start to shake and I like almost drop to the ground like when an email comes in I'm like you can't be serious. Like just someone sent me 10 bucks and was like, I appreciate what you're doing. And you're like, Oh my God. But every single tip has come excluding one. Every single tip has come from the UK. And I still remember the first family meal in the UK. We go into a Weatherspoons or whatever they're called. I got the Colby's like, three years old or two years old, Zoe's still in the oven and we go into a restaurant and we sit down and we just sit there and we're looking at each other and we're talking. And then we just kept sitting there and nothing was happening. Right. You know what I mean?
2: Oh, I, Oh yeah. I know Europe.
1: you're up. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you realize when you got to the UK that nobody was going to come to your table? <laughs> ever
2: oh uh, well yeah i've been in europe a bit since then so i knew like all right i'll just go up to the counter go up to find a server pretty much
1: yeah because like in germany though the waitress would eventually come but like in the uk they just never actually come right like you
0: actually
1: don't you I mean, go to the bar and like you would order your food and then you sit back down and get like your number at the table right like there's no actual waitress they just there's a food deliverer
0: yeah,
2: now we did. Now we got the COVID stuff though, like the, oh, the right. QR codes on the table.
1: Oh dear, what's that? I don't. know. Yeah, that sounds. You just get your
2: phone, like the little square thingy, QR code thing, thing, and menu comes up. Click it. Put your table number in.
0: Oh, but
2: yeah, I do. The world I do. changed. I
1: just okay. What I was trying to get at, I
2: found it very interesting. Yeah, are you tipping tippin in Europe or no?
1: In Europe, well, Germany, it was like you round up a dollar, right? Like, if you're given over, like, the 80 cents or whatever it was, like, then they almost thought it was rude if you gave them extra, right? Yeah, they, yeah. In Germany, they'd actually, like, they'd get mad if you didn't know and you tried to tip them five euros. They're like, no, like, they're already paying me. Back off.
2: Germany, yeah, we would tip to, like, the places we went quite a bit. Like, like whatever it was three, four bucks, like nothing like we tip in the United States or Canada. But then when I was in Hungary, um, I was there for two years and like, so we'd go, I would go in there and like, first time I'm like, Hey, like I would leave like money on the table. Cause I didn't have a credit card yet. <laughs> and then I got my credit card finally, or my debit card that I was using there and you, they don't give you an option. So you'd like ask, you know, and they, as soon as you speak English in these places the tipping criteria for that country goes out the window (laughs) then by the end of by the end of my two years the servers would come up to me like "Do you want to tip I'm like yeah and they would just already have it fucking dialed in like 10 20 (laughs) percent like but the first first year I was there it was no, 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 no tip. You can't tip. I'm like, okay, well, that's, that's fine. And then they figured it out. Like they could take me for five, you're getting, 10 you're, years.
1: You're getting hosed, big guy. I never tip oh, nobody. Yeah. I hate tipping. I hate tipping people for anything. And that's, what's funny about me asking for tips. Cause I think it's funny because I don't tip anybody for anything. Um, like waitresses 15%, like, yeah, that's what I give in Canada. And like that, they say that's low. And I'm like, well, I don't know. I, that seems like enough to me, but like why it's like in Germany, it's so different, right? In Canada, they want to do a good job. So they get more of a tip in Germany. They don't give a shit cause they're already getting paid, but they do the best job they can. And they got way more to do. They're working harder, but they're making a wage. Right. And, uh, the whole thing's just interesting me. And then you get to the UK and there's, there wasn't even a waitress. Like no, nobody tipped because there was no waitress. There was nobody to tip. The only person to tip was the bartender because that's where you placed your order. But I find it very interesting that the only people I've got tipped from are in the UK that never actually tip people. <laughs> right.
2: They don't know how <laughs> this is new to them. They're excited. But
1: like, and, and Hey, just so you know, folks, if I wake up in the morning and you've dropped a tip in there from the website, aleshockeytails.com If you drop a tip in, in the middle of the night, Canada time, and I wake up in the morning, I tell you, blood flow, big time, right? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, oh, seriously, there was a time, there was literally a time I had an agent tip me. And this was an agent for a player. And he says, I love what you did for my player. You, he's in a, like, whatever, got his name out there and I made him look good. And the agent tipped me and I was like, you're telling me I went out to my shed and started drinking beers with my friends and I met new friends and now I'm getting tipped by agents. That's the hockey world coming together, folks, one pod at a time.
2: Oh god
1: right yeah you know you know keep it rolling folks <laughs> <Give> <laughs> That's it. money. Let's go no it's just great though like uh that back and everybody are come on like in the holidays and like I know you guys are busy and like now you got practices through the holidays and it's like uh it's uh busy times being a hockey player busy times being dads too and working it's you know and, and if if people didn't make the time for me none of this works right?
2: Love it. Love it. Good time out of my day too.
1: No, seriously. And it's, it's, I don't know. It's so fun for me. Um, Okay. Here's your, one of your last questions then, unless I think of more. Okay. Favorite thing to do on a day off.
2: Favorite thing to do on a, probably jump on the sticks with Mosey is up there. Um, Jump
1: on the sticks with Mosey. That would mean play video games, right? Yep. And the yeah. stick, the sticks would be like, you're playing NHL against each other.
2: No, uh, we're on a team. We're, uh, pub G it's called players, unknown battlegrounds. Uh, oh, yeah. First person shooter or third person shooter.
1: What does third person shooter mean? What is
2: like, first like the cameras over you're, them?
1: You're behind them. Yeah. Uh, what game is that? That's the game. That's what it's called or that's your team that's the
2: game. Yeah. That's our, that's our jam. Flying in, flying in with a hundred unknown people, just him and I versus the world, you know.
1: So you guys are a team in that?
2: Oh yeah. Um,
1: is it like Fortnite then you fly in the world? Because my kid plays that.
2: Oh yeah. That's exactly. what it's like. Fortnite, minus the building of ramps and stuff. I
1: don't I don't know. Um so uh, so do you have to plan when you two can play together or you play individually or you play with other guys do you do you get other guys involved in your uh, getting on the sticks
2: yeah um so like call of duty came out with a new deal a new map or whatever and uh, a couple of young guys on our team well not young i guess 95 borns um they uh they jump on the twigs after uh did, did, did,
1: did, hold on did you just say 95 is not young
2: well i'm a 92 i say they're young they're only three years old oh my
1: god yeah you, you haven't even reached 30 yet eh?
2: close close a couple Re- months
1: research team found that but like man i'm an 83 and to hear those it's like yeah it's weird how every year it just gets further away <laughs>
2: <laughs> like I can't believe like 2001s are playing in the NHL, you know. It's very
1: strange. 2002s. It's wow. very strange. Yes. Um gets weirder and weirder, but um like it's I, I it's weird for me because I used to know a bunch of guys in pro hockey. I used to know a bunch of guys in the NHL. And then all of a sudden like there's Jason Spezza left, right? Like that that's and Joe yeah. Thornton, like that's about it. Like and uh used to know a whole bunch of guys and uh yeah, it's just weird. But now, back in the game, now I know you, you still play.
2: <laughs> it's your yeah, fourth. It's like your fourth pod in like I mean, three I mean, months. <laughs> I was gonna
1: say it's your fourth pod, like three months.
2: Just <laughs> <laughs> getting real busy trying to get my name out there.
1: Well, I didn't even know you three months ago, but I've enjoyed every time I've spent with you. And then you say you'll I mean, come I mean. on anytime. It's like, well, geez. And see, we found stuff to talk about, didn't we? <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah, I probably play video games or I have that, my little pint board that I take. So where's your wife
1: when you're playing video games?
2: Um, she has like friends in town, um, that she'll probably either, she'll either sit in the room and take a nap or go to someone else's house. She
1: supports your video gaming habit.
2: Yeah. Yeah. She's pretty supportive for the most part. And there's times where it's, it's, she puts her foot down. Kind of like potting. uh... (laughs) yeah she's like i need i know that you like to do this to talk to mosey and you know catch up with your friends but now it's time to hang out with me
1: well it makes sense it's just like hitting the shed for a pod sounds like yeah. the same thing
2: you can have your couple hours it's fine yeah. but let's go
1: yeah uh, yeah pick and choose pick and choose wisely yep. yeah. <laughs> uh, but seriously thank you so much for coming on and like i don't know what else to say but like I want, it's weird for me because, um, I wanted to catch up with you and I see what's going on in Cardiff and I'm like, I don't know. I kind of have a feel for it of like, just seeing Instagram or just seeing Twitter. And it's like, Holy moly. Like I couldn't imagine like dealing with all that when you're, you got the COVID stuff happening, you got the fans being negative and you're like, man, everybody should just relax. Like let's all just try and enjoy life still a little bit. Right.
2: (laughs) yeah i mean it's kind of what i wanted to sign up for a little bit right like you want to be on a winning team and that's kind of what comes with it uh to an extent um obviously the covid stuff is super unfortunate and i hope it doesn't last too long um because a lot of fans uh kind of rely on that for a little outlet or release from their normal lives um but Yeah, any support that we can get from them, obviously, for the next couple weeks here would be huge. Uh, That's always appreciated
1: the support, right? Like, and that's what set Cardiff above every other place to play was the fans and like how passionate they are. But also, like, I don't know, I guess it was different when I was there because we were on the rise and we weren't supposed to do anything because they just had their worst season ever. And then all of a sudden it's unexpected, right? It's like in Germany when you're the low budget and then everybody just loves it. And now that you guys are the big budget team in the league that has all the expectations, it's like either win or you're useless. And it's uh that can be exhausting, but anywho, not that I've been through
2: it. No, I mean it's good to have expectations already. It challenges you a bit, but um. A lot, well, I mean, a lot of hockey left. A lot of hockey left. Hopefully. I, I hope so. Yeah, hopefully for ever, for everybody's
1: night. sake. Right. Like, man, yeah, it'd, it'd be awful if it could shut down. And like, I just, I can't wait to watch to see what happens because to me it's like, yeah, it is the way it is there. But like when a team's backs up against the wall, you find out like who the leaders are, who's going to like step up and be like, listen, like enough's enough. Like let's do this. And, um, you know that's i'm that's what will happen you'll figure out who the handful of guys are that will be the core for the next bit right
2: yeah yeah i mean i hope we uh get enough time to figure that out here in the next couple of days um i okay. mean i know that next game's going to be going to be a bit wild i'm sure the boys have been coming out flying um
1: <laughs> with no fans
2: with, with a fire lit under our our, our asses a little bit here the next couple days I'm sure with the two practices here but uh no fans is gonna be tough obviously for some guys like I've played with it um before and it's just a little more mental preparation but uh, I don't know I don't know if too many of the Brits have played with no fans maybe that elite series thing did they play yeah, I but, think they
1: did play with no fans in that yeah I think you're right.
2: Yeah so they most guys have done it. Um obviously it's not as Fun, not as uh I wouldn't say fun playing hockey's fun, but uh there's definitely not as much atmosphere. But yeah, there's so much so many more momentum swings. Um, obviously you have never played without fans and pro, but like the momentum swings are wild. Like that, that without fans full, or no without, without fans, like you'd be up four one and lose five four like that. Like R- really, there's nothing like why do you think that up- is? I just think like, especially in Europe, like you're up for one, like it feels like you can't even get the puck out of your zone without like the building shaking, you know, like.
1: When you're on the road and like the going like, can be. Yeah, and then yeah. it, even as a
2: goalie, like you let one goal in and you're up there. Now you're down 4 one. It's like, feel like you can't even breathe sometimes. You know, it's like snowball effect or like, yeah. Like you're in Sheffield and everyone's on top of you. Like, even though like.
1: And it's know, like when there. they all get behind you and they're all with you and it's like we cannot be stopped and we are just going to run over this team, right?
2: Oh yeah. You got guys burying bodies and on the forecheck and stuff. All of a sudden crowd keeps going nuts. Like,
1: and then it just you snowballs can't hear anything
2: on the ice and it just snowballs on the other team and have that. There's a big hit. The only noise is coming from the bench of 15 guys that aren't on the ice at that moment. And then. Yeah. You know, they big hit make guy makes a play or whatever. And, goes back down the other way and scores and then the other 18 guys are celebrating. It's like, well, no momentum there all of a sudden.
1: You should see the momentum swings in under 11 hockey, dude. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like seriously brings the most
1: parents. (laughs) (laughs) No, the parents are, they just should zip it up there. Like just like when, when, yeah, like when things go wrong, it's like the kids handle it better than the parents. It's like, I'm keeping them focused over here. I don't need you guys over there yelling anything. Like we're trying to stay focused here. If things go bad, we don't need you guys going, Oh, in the crowd. Like I need them ready. I need them focused on the next (laughs) shift. Not what already (laughs) happened. You know what I mean?
2: Not why my mom is sighing and awing and ooing in the stands.
1: There was, there, there's been some interesting situations this year. We'll say it's been, uh, an interesting few months of highs and lows coaching kids and some parents. And it's like, um, like I'm doing this voluntarily and it's like, I just want to coach the kids. That's, that's like, I just want to go in the room and, um, and hang out with them now. Like, I am not like, I'm not going to the lobby anymore. Not, I'm not talking to your parents. I I, I'm coaching the kids, you know, see you at the Christmas party. (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> so what are they are they they're 12
1: and 11s 12s oh. and 11s we got a mixture
2: you're kind of right in like the growing up stage we're like all right parents it's time to like i don't let them in the room anymore i don't back, you
1: know? yeah they they still like at the start they like because the kids can't quite tie their skates like tight enough so the parents were gonna like the first exhibition game or two they were gonna come in and tie the skates and i was like yeah I'll, i got them i'll tie them <laughs> you guys get out of here because the boys couldn't be themselves when mom or dad come in there they you could see them you could see them change who they were they went from being themselves to to like making sure that like they they were being good boys <laughs> Like instead of twerk, you know, like there was both kids twerking in the room when we'd win a game, and it's like, well, you're not gonna instead do that. In, in the
2: locker room, and you're now pretty much in your living room.
1: Well, it's like, you're, yeah, you're then. you're not gonna do that in front of your mom, and you're gonna do it for the boys, right? But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's just interesting. The whole thing is interesting, but and it's like the highs and lows. You win a game, it's like they they said, I we should be a minor hockey team forever. I wish we could be a minor hockey team forever, and then. You lose the next game and it's like, not even sure if these kids are learning the fundamentals. Like, why are these other teams just getting so much better? And it's like, holy moly, folks, reel it back in.
2: Well, maybe it's because the other teams have 50,000 kids to choose from. (laughs)
1: Um, To be honest, uh, no, like our team is right there with everybody. Uh, Their coach got kicked out last game. That didn't help. Uh, It was nice. It was nice of a couple of the boys to tell me that we would have won the game if I wouldn't have got kicked out, but kind of made me feel bad for raising my arms. I never knew I was being, (laughs) never realized I was being so mean that I'd never get kicked out of a minor hockey game. I didn't even swear. I didn't even say anything. It's tough
2: though. <laughs> oh, 12-year-old hockey. Love the parenting. Well, you made your whole family move for you at that age. I that remember that. True. You know. That is true. So, but they were eh. I was going to say I don't. Yeah, I don't think the old man was too uh, involved off the ice.
1: No, and everybody's been good, to be honest. Everybody's good. It's just I like when after you lose a game or say you've been kicked out of a game, you you shouldn't stand in the lobby after a loss um and chat with people about like the game um you should just get you should remove yourself from that situation because you weren't out there to coach anyways we lost and uh you know there's always tomorrow
2: yeah yeah losses uh never bring out the best in people especially me so
1: well but yeah, that's how you learn right you don't you don't learn from winning every game. And it's like some of the times when we've lost, it's like, well, we could take this lesson, this lesson, and this lesson from it. And if we would have won that game, everybody would have just came in here high as a kite and been like, Hey, we're the best team ever still. Right.
2: Yeah. Even though you probably made the same mistakes. Wow. Well, don't, you don't learn a lot from mistakes. They make in a win. I feel like
1: you don't, you don't learn anything no. because you got away with it. Right.
2: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: that's why you lose the
2: next game
1: (laughs) yeah and uh that's yeah that's why you you try and learn from your losses and then win the next game and that's all you can do right i
2: hear
0: you
1: and and the real world's not that different things go bad then you try and figure out why and you try and fix it
2: (laughs) that is life
1: But nobody's there screaming at you, telling you you're a horrible person and that you suck and you're too fat and you're too slow. And this team was way better before we signed a guy with one leg. But (laughs) anywho, uh, positivity is way better. And when people enjoy their lives or in the zone, they can play way better hockey. I know that. And I hope all this baloney with uh, the virus and all the crap it just gets dealt with so we, you guys can be hockey players and do your thing, right?
2: Yeah, it'd be nice. Like being the year was great. It was absolutely fantastic. I mean, up until this week, really. But,
1: right. Uh, yeah. Uh, and that, when that starts getting in guys' it's kitchens, man, there's some guys that can roll with the punches and deal with stuff. And then, like, there's other guys that, like, when there's stuff in doubt and there's things in their lives they can't control and, like, there's stuff happening, like, they really, they can't cope with it as much. Right. And it's going to affect their play. And folks just give them a second here. Right.
2: I don't even very know who I'm talking about. Very, I, yeah. Very fresh wound. As yeah.
1: Say. It does. It sucks, man. Like it sucks, but I don't like to talk about all that, but like, I, I just wanted to catch up with you. It's Christmas and everybody should be enjoying the holidays. Yeah. And I hope everybody enjoys this episode. And I'm so sorry if I was too negative today, folks. <laughs>
2: mean hot parents are upsetting you carve devils fans are upsetting you
1: i just had to get it off my chest before the holidays right
2: Get a good start going for christmas eve
1: <laughs> um but yeah no it's all off my chest now that like it's like i come out here to see the uh doctor and like get it all everything off my chest now i'm fine
2: <laughs> a little, little vent little vent sorry right.
1: yeah no but like Man, I'm the biggest Devils fan ever, and I I hope you guys get to keep playing. I hope you get to play in front of your fans, and uh, and like the thing is, is it's those momentum swings. It's like when you guys win your next game, or the the games when the fans are back too, and like when you guys get that snowball rolling, and you guys figure out we, the players that are gonna step up for that team, step up and like show what it's all about, like. Once you guys start rolling and figure out as a team, your identity, right? Like you guys are a completely new team that didn't know each other. And you guys don't really know who you are yet.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been what, four months, five months. Like we've been on a little streak. We've been pretty streaky, good and bad. Right. So it's tough, but yeah, I think identity is a bit of a, we're lacking a bit right now, but we'll figure it out.
1: Exactly. I got no doubt.
2: I've met a f- bunch of you <laughs> and yeah, I got no doubt. Right. Our locker room is so tight too, which like obviously we, we lost O'Connor there um, last week. Um, good to see him land on his feet, I think in Romania. Oh, did he? Um, yeah,
1: I didn't see that. He went to Romania.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, I, think, I don't know what the official word was released. Um, and might be in Romania or wait until after Christmas or something. I'm not hundred percent sure, but. Uh, uh,
1: good. Yeah, no, it's good when people get to play, man. That's
2: yeah, landed on his feet. So it's good to see that. And uh, but like I said, we have a great group of guys in the room, like super supportive of each other. Um, so pretty much just that attitude, us against the world, for the rest of the rest of this foreseeable future here with no fans, and see where that takes us.
1: Yeah, man. I, I'm excited to watch it. I, I look forward to you guys just running amok and going on a roll. And then I can't wait to have you guys all on.
2: <laughs> we, we might have to fly in for the ceremony, for the, uh, ceremony at the end of the year.
1: Oh, oh it's funny that all the ideas you could come up with, with this. It's, uh, <laughs> well, there's so many options. You could take the shed. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard to focus sometimes, Um, but that's what I got to do now is I got to focus. I'm going to be off until I don't know. I got Monday and Tuesday off folks. So uh, probably going to drop a couple in there, but I don't have anything booked right now. So um, I'm going to take christmas and i hope everybody has a great christmas and has fun and all this covid baloney goes away right so you guys can play hockey and enjoy the sport that everybody loves and why everybody listens to the shed is because they love hockey and they love most of it's a lot of the uk fans and uh or they're just hockey people right
2: hopefully get a few jackson listeners in here we'll see see if i can wow. pump the tires over there
1: it was really nice to get to learn about it. Cause I didn't know shit. We'd already talked three times and I still didn't really get where you're from.
2: That's, you know, it's the, uh, I would say the poor man's like Aspen, but it's definitely the opposite. So,
1: <laughs> well, you got ski Hills, you got Cowboys, you got rodeos. Sounds yeah. pretty fun, but I can see why you got to move away to play hockey.
2: <laughs> yeah. The billion, the billionaires bought out the millionaires long ago. And that is what Yellowstone's
1: about, folks. Great show. I don't mind supporting it.
2: (laughs) It is a good show. Super good. Boys are into it. New season. Oh, boy. It It is great.
1: Well, when you see uh, Mosey and you're hitting the sticks with him, which used to be called golfing,
2: um, (laughs) uh, tell him I say hi. (laughs) Will do. Will do. I think he's... uh he's with the girlfriend. i probably right now. Oh yeah. Yeah. In she love. Was,
1: I know she was even involved in that last pod with you I eh? can't Le- believe legs that. and eggs.
2: I can't believe legs and eggs had a woman present for it.
1: I know. Well, well, legs and eggs usually, right. The way usually, you, explain, yeah, the usually way you explained it to me in your first episode was that there, there are women involved. <laughs> um, yeah, but, um, anyways um yeah he is in love because she was part of the pod and it's great to see him happy and it sounds like he's playing hockey really good because he's happy right yeah he
2: is uh, having a great year so we'll see hopefully it doesn't continue against us i think i kept him off the score sheet last game which i was pretty pumped about well yeah i always want to everyone else probably scored on me but whatever mosey didn't (laughs) and we won i don't
1: think so so. um (laughs) your numbers look pretty legitimate. Um, one thing I always was curious about, especially now that I have a research team, is there's goalies that have like over a 900 save percentage their whole career. And then there's goalies that have like below that, but then like play in the NHL for extended periods. And it's like really weird to me because you look at their numbers and you're like, is it the way they move? Is it the way they go like post to post? Like, why is it that, there's goalies in the hockey world and I've played with some of them that like, they went like to the NHL and stayed there and made millions. And like every year they have below 900 save percentages. Is it because the way they move or is it because they were uh, like, what is it? I don't get it.
2: I honestly, if I could tell you, I'd probably be over there. Um, I, I'm a believer in like, if, if you could an like, opportunity with a team that's it's kind of like forwards too right like forwards like there's guys in europe that should probably be in the nhl and there's obviously guys that are in the nhl that should probably be in europe like vice versa but um for goalies it's you know there's teams that all of a sudden they go through injury troubles and you get your shot you play well for those 15 and games
1: and then all and of a sudden the fans so. take over they're like this guy's legit too right
2: like yeah or and then those 15 games you play well and then you gets then another team wants you because they're missing a backup or missing a one B guy. And then you sign a three year deal. Cause that's the only way they can get you to stick around. And then Isn't you're it? there for three years. And then over that three years, you have another, you know, 50, 60 games where you're maybe average, maybe below average, but you're still in the NHL and you're proven to be, at that, that level, maybe not, this, maybe not this level, but you're at that level, yeah. And then you got a guy, young guy, that's you know, maybe a 2000 board now, not proven, but is putting up sick numbers, but is never given a know. shot. And then he's over in Europe hanging out, well,
1: exactly. It's, it's so interesting for me. It's like that Jack Campbell that came to the Leafs now, that like that guy was a career backup, just like hanging around and then he finally gets a chance. And now like he's the starter, but like that guy was about done, right. Getting a chance. And that was just because he never got one. Cause he was behind quick. And it's like, well, I don't know the whole thing, man, being a goalie, that'd be some stressful shit for yeah, parents, kids, everybody.
2: Do not recommend. No, my, if I, if I ever get blessed with kids, my kid will never strap on goalie pads.
1: Well, you know what's funny about you saying that is uh, there's some dads in this neighborhood, this neck of the woods that say the same thing that we goalies, and, um, like, the one I, like, I was coaching this kid, I'm like, well, your kid's not an out player. <laughs> he's a goalie. <laughs> uh, he wants to play goalie. <laughs> like, he's telling you he wants to play goalie, so pretty sure if it walks and talks like a duck, it's a duck. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. And then my kid's definitely a forward
2: <laughs> Zoe zero D zone in his game.
1: <laughs> oh, we're teaching him that. I never got taught that at a young age. That guy is getting it drilled in at a young age. It's defense first all over the ice. I find teams don't win unless their top players are willing to play defense. If they're not defense first, all over the ice, your team doesn't win. If that's your best players. And, um, no that's like I don't know there it was probably the coolest moment I've had as a dad was we got home um it was a game you know he didn't have a good start but like oh like I run the door so I could be there and like really talk to them and hear them talk to each other so like I know what they're into what they're saying if I'm standing behind them I got no clue what they're saying to each other so I'm down there and I'm listening and like I can be pretty hard on him, but like, I'm just being honest of what I'm seeing and what he needs to do. And like, he would get stuck and doing the same move every time or whatever, but we get home one night and we pull in the driveway and he's about to head in. It's after a game. I was like, Hey buddy, like, I know I'm pretty hard at you when we're at the rink, but, uh, I think you can take it. (laughs) And he goes, dad, I want you to be hard on me. I want to get better. I'm like, okay kid see you in there <laughs> and then <laughs> that he got of the truck Proud dad
2: moment for it sure. was just
1: like well just the way he answered was like like i'm not being too hard i'm not like i'm just telling him what i think he should do right
2: yeah and oh um, that's good it's um, tough being a dad coach too right like you gotta nope. be you gotta kind of be hard more hard on your kid than any other kid or else it's I definitely am. <laughs> bad news pairs, right? Yeah,
1: no, I definitely am. And it's tough, but uh, like, it's a balancing act with everybody and it's like getting to know each kid and like what you can and can't get away with. And it's like that ref figured out what I couldn't get away with. Right.
2: And <laughs> yeah, I can't raise your arms. Yeah. Might, as well, might as well just yell at him.
1: Don't show him up. Should have thrown some F-bombs or something. Right. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But anyway, seriously. injured,
2: earned your was- kick out. No
1: doubt. Um, but anyways, you got anything for me before we shut her down?
2: I got nothing. Nothing. Just, uh, yeah, tough sledding here in the UK. But, uh, well, yeah, Cardiff, tough. we appreciate your support through all this. And see you on the other side, hopefully.
1: No doubt. Um, yeah, I just hope my minor hockey season goes too, man. Because, like, you build you a team. You get in a bit or no? It's uh, our last game was postponed. for the holidays um so yeah it was postponed and there's other yeah it's whatever um i just it's like you guys man you bring a team together you bring all these guys together and you become brothers you become a team and man it's got to keep going it's got to keep going for me it's got to keep going for you like for everybody involved and like for every different industry for everything you're doing like we were not the only hockey players and like me losing my minor hockey season with my kids. And like, there's so many people that would like, it just, just, yeah. Right.
2: We need it. We need it. We just gotta get through this crap and get over it.
1: No doubt. And then everybody's going to start having fun and living life. And you know,
2: so it's all about living life. I don't need to be told what to do. Exactly. Anyways. Um,
1: I love it that you'll come on anytime. I'll try and leave you alone for a little bit, you know? I'll try, but uh, you know what? You're a shed superstar, and I like talking to you. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Mac and Wally. No Mosey. Some people clap on the on and
0: through. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm. And that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott. i to go bang.